Hello everyone, good evening. Charlotte here from Enriching Environments. I'm sorry that I just went off and then went on again, um, but I'm here now. In entirety, I've got my title up and running. It looks as if as I'm straight and hi. Hi Tinker, how are you? Hello, brilliant drive. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining me. You were really quick off the mark this evening. Everyone, have you got your tea and your water and your journal if you'd like to make notes? And we can begin. I think everyone's still being notified. Um, Tinka, how are you feeling? How's baby cooking? Almost, almost cooked, hey? Not long to go. <laughs> Good. Glad you're, and hope you're managing to rest a little bit. I know when you're expecting a second or subsequent, it's well nigh impossible to rest but I hope you're getting a bit of time um, you have all the being a yoga teacher you have all the skills to do that so I'm hoping you're getting yourself <laughs> about to pop yep about to pop and it feels like that with a second as well hey I felt giant anyway let us begin I think everyone who wants to pop in for the time being has so let us start this evening hi Diane good evening Diane has just this afternoon signed up for the Montessori Discipline for Toddlers workshop that I'm running on Friday. So Diane, I'm really looking forward to seeing you on Friday morning for that. Um, Diane joined one of my workshops. It was March last year, my goodness, more than a year ago, wasn't it? That's the first time that we met. Um, before lockdown, wasn't it? Just before lockdown. Goodness, that seems like a, a world away now, wasn't it? So yeah, we're looking forward to um, the Montessori Discipline Toddlers um, workshop on Friday. That's at 11 o'clock Gulf Standard Time here in Dubai. So meditation for children. Uh, this is a topic that's really close to um, my heart as it's something I have done with Olivia and Harry from really the earliest days um, of, uh, of their lives. And actually with Olivia, it was very... Um, <laughs> you need positive discipline in your house at the moment Diane yeah I think we all do you know and and actually the answer about positive discipline is it's not and I say this every time but it's not us trying to be perfect it's not us trying to be zen every time and we're not going to have the right answer every time um it's really just a couple of key phrases um that can kind of get us out of these sticky situations that when we feel that there's a power struggle to have one or two techniques up your sleeve to have um, and then when something goes wrong and instead of us snapping or going back to our conditioning about when something goes wrong, something gets broken, if we have a couple of set phrases that we know what to say in those moments, then we can fall back on them. If we have like a poem to hand that we know that works, if you've got a text, hi Glambox, if you've got a technique that works when our child is hitting or what have you, it's just literally having these couple of tools and techniques that can then move us out of our amygdala, move us out of our reptilian brain. Um, and then we can kind of stop the power struggle or support our child if they're being um, aggressive or whatever it is. It's really, um, and most of toddler discipline actually is all about, um, it's all about power struggle, you know, because they need to feel in control. They are in such an important stage of development in establishing them and establishing who they are and who their place in the world. So it's really important that we can have this collaborative approach with them. Anyway, enough about toddler discipline. I could talk about that all day. So back to meditation. 
So, meditation, which is the subject of this evening's live, for children. As I was saying, I started it quite early with um, Olivia, very early with Olivia, without actually having really practiced that much meditation before. I'd done in yoga classes, but I didn't really feel that it was something that was yet working for me, and I think it was because of my level of consciousness and my level of awareness at that time. Now, with, um, with Olivia and Harry, um, I have more tools in my toolkit because I've had to find them, um, becoming a parent and all the different things that we go through as that. And, um, and I started naturally doing it with them, actually. I, I've said affirmations to them every night before they go to sleep since they were newborns. And um, specifically in terms of meditation and the breathing techniques we're going to talk about this evening, they can be incorporated from as young as, as, as a newborn, even in prenatal life, you could start doing these breathing techniques, you know, when, when baby is in utero. It's, um, it's it obviously the, the byproduct of is it supports our child, but really it supports us. And that's what's really, really important with meditation. When we start to practice this, when we start to embody this, we can't help, um, when we do this for our children, we can't help but embody it ourselves. We can't help but have receive the positive benefits ourselves. And that's really where the magic happens because we feel as if we're doing it for our child, but actually really the benefit is for ourselves. We grow as well. Our children are learning, but we grow. We grow emotionally or spiritually or um, in the, all the other ways we want to grow. We want to um, develop and be the best we can be and help to our child to grow into the best that they can be of course that's normal that's it's a human tendency for us always want to just strive to improve ourselves every human being has that desire that drive within them and meditation is just one of those things that we can do to um find some calm find some inner peace find some presence find um a safe space within ourselves where we don't have to believe all the crazy things that our brain tells us. We don't have to believe or act upon all of our feelings, every feeling that we have. Um, and so let's start with, with what meditation is. Meditation is basically a set of techniques, and there's lots of different techniques, but a set of techniques which allows us to um, have calm, more calm and more presence and more acceptance. Um, and this is because it gives us, allows us to have a different perspective of our thoughts and feelings. And that's essentially what it is. It, we, we don't become a separate person. We're not trying to become a separate person. We're not becoming, um, you know, this Zen person every moment of every day. It's, and we don't need to be a monk and sit in a, a room or sit on the side of a hill. You know, I mean, you get some amazing photography about meditation, right? And you've got to be like, a skinny girl with long blonde hair and you're sitting on a beach or on a rock, you know, overlooking the sea and with our um, hands like this, you know, that's not what meditation is. Me meditation is being, a, is a tool in which we can call upon at any moment of the day to bring us calm and stillness. It just gives us a different perspective and awareness of what we're thinking. It means we don't have to believe everything that we think and everything that we feel. Um, and that brings about calm and that brings about um, a greater ability for us to concentrate and to focus. So that's what meditation is um, and the way that it works is that meditation techniques strengthen the corpus callosum and the corpus callosum is the muscle that joins the left and the right brain hemispheres 
and um, meditation is just one of the ways that we can strengthen the corpus callosum. Another way, which if any of you um, have done some early childhood reading or maybe your early childhood educators, um, another way that is um, crossing the midline techniques. And anyone who's worked with me in the Piccolini realm will know that I talk a lot about um, sweeping and mopping and wiping the windows and doing all these activities where our child is crossing from left to right, right to left. So crossing the midline. That also strengthens the corpus callosum. That balances the left and right brain hemispheres. Um, there used to be a belief that, ch uh, that people, everyone, was either very left brain dominant or right brain dominant. And that sort of defined the whole of their lives. And actually what we know is that um, we just we we both we, we need both sides of the brain, both hemispheres of the brain, um, and it doesn't mean that if you are one side dominant or other side dominant, then your whole life is dictated by this. No, not at all. We know, for example, that language mainly occurs in the left side of the brain. I need to get this the right way round. Um, uh, and what is it on the other side of the brain? Okay, it's completely gone out. That's ironic, isn't it? It's completely gone out of my head. So, for example, language is dominant, is, is the left side of the brain dominant. But that doesn't mean if you're good at languages, then you can't do anything that's right brain dominant um, naturally. Do you see what I mean? Or our work is to just strengthen this corpus callosum because that um, then gives us a hi, Grace, hi, Asamaha, people who've, who've just joined. Um, it just gives us this ability to um, longer term to have, and this is going into the benefits of meditation, to find inner peace and calm. It helps us with our sleeping patterns. It helps with our um, the duration of our attention span, our concentration, our focus. It improves things like, it can enhance things like creativity, um, which is something that's really important for children, of course, because they are literally at the beginning. They are at the beginning of creation. So, fostering a child's love of, of creativity and um, art or dance or music, all the range of creativity, not just drawing, for example, that's so important. So, if we can have something like meditation, which can increase that creativity, and I think that's a byproduct of it, because if we are more content and at peace then we're more likely to be able to bring forth things like our creativity um, if we're in a more calm and relaxed space. Um, stress management uh, meditation is great for as well, benefits of um, and emotional regulation. And for our children, for our very young children, what we're going to focus on this evening is the benefits for emotional regulation. Um, uh, as we all know, um, anyone who has done a little bit of work on early childhood or has been following me for a while, you'll know that um, the emotional state of a child, their brain isn't yet fully developed, the prefrontal cortex, hi, hi our secret lab, um, the prefrontal cortex, which is for problem solving and reasoning, isn't yet fully developed till age 24. So um, our children cannot be logical, they cannot be rational, um, it is something that's developed over time. And so they do not have the capacity, they do not have the, the, the skills of the brain developed to be able to be logical and reasonable, to be able to regulate their emotions. And I am like that as a 44-year-old adult. I am very often not able to regulate my emotions. Hi there. I'm very often um, 
feel dysregulated in my nervous system and I have to do a lot of work. I know now what my triggers are and I know how to respond to it. So I know how to get my body back. But our work with young children as their parents or caregivers or educators is to give them as many tools as possible to um, help them with emotional regulation. And so let's have a sip more of my tea and... Um, for us as adults, um, meditation is really amazing because it enables us to get into a flow state where we're not actually thinking. We're not thinking, we're not going into our unconscious patterns. Hi there, who just joined. We're not going into our conscious patterns. We're not going into our conditioning, the ways of thinking and interacting that we learned in childhood, in early childhood. Um, this flow state that's created um, from meditation and from other activities as well. But hi, Yasmin. Um, this flow state um, can be created um, by lots of different meditation. Meditation, as we said at the beginning, isn't just somebody sitting on a cliff um, with their legs crossed and looking peaceful. Um, meditation can be anything where it allows us to get into this flow state. So dance is amazing for getting into a flow state, for getting into this meditative state where literally there's nothing in your brain other than what you're doing. This is what um, we're trying to do with meditation, is just bring a conscious awareness to how our body's feeling. It's a somatic approach. It's the mind, somatic is mind-body um, <clears throat> interlinked. And so uh, the flow state can be achieved through dance, through yoga, the flow state, particularly if you're doing something with a lot of um, uh, flow and repetitive movements. You know, the sun salutation, if anyone of you, any of you are familiar with yoga. So ashtanga for me and vinyasa for me, those are very much flowing, repetitive um, uh, asana, yoga positions. Um, they, for me, really get me into this meditative state where there's nothing going on other than the movement. I just can feel the movement in my body. Um, uh, what else is there? Walking, just having a simple walk in nature and appreciating what is around us, the sounds, um, or uh, experiencing everything with all of your senses. That's a great way to have a meditation. Go for a walk and experience everything with your senses. What are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you feeling on your skin? What are you tasting in your mouth? What are you smelling? That is as, uh, as valid a meditation as sitting on a, on a clifftop, you know, looking at the ocean. And also playing music, um, musicians will say, uh, artists will say, painters will say, um, when they're in that creative zone, sculptors, um, they, that is a meditation when you're fully, anything that's where you're fully, fully immersed in what you're doing without any thought, without anything else other than this awareness of the present moment, that's what meditation is. Um, for those uh, who are interested in the Montessori um, uh, aspect of meditation. What's really interesting is that the Montessori work, the Montessori presentations actually, when you go to a Montessori classroom and you see the work presented by a directress and then the child takes the work over. I mean that's what's so amazing about the Montessori work is it's that's a, mo a moving meditation in itself. If you can watch a Montessori guide present the materials in the way they're meant to be presented and the care and the dedication which he or she uses to do those meditations. And then you see a child then going and doing that work. 
um, it, is like, it is a moving meditation. It is meditative because the child gets into this flow of work where um, they have absolute joy in that work and absolute peace in their work. And so, yeah, from a Montessori perspective, it's really interesting that um, meditation has become so popular because um, this is what Dr. Montessori created 120 years ago without having the modern labels or even knowing necessarily what meditation is. I mean, she could have been aware, actually, because she um, spent a lot of time in India during the Second World War. So maybe she saw some of that... Um, uh, you know, come to life from the work that she'd done in the beginning of the 20th century and then towards the middle of the 20th century, seeing that uh, seeing that in India. That would be a really interesting link to explore, actually. I've only just thought of that myself. So how to start meditation with young children? Um, this is going to be very, very simple. That's the way to begin with young children, with anything. But with meditation, we are going to literally... Um, invite them into an awareness of their breath, an awareness of what happens in their body when they are breathing, when they're inhaling and exhaling deeply. And so um, the first thing we're going to do is set the scene for success, um, set them up for success. So you wouldn't necessarily want to um, invite them into meditation when they're already in a very excitable state. So when they've just come out the trampoline or they've just come out from the park or they've just had a slice of cake, that wouldn't be the right time to invite them into meditation. We would invite them into meditation in, um, in a state where, in, at a stage when they are already starting in going into a relaxation state. So for example, just before nap time, just before bedtime, those magical moments when you're lying next to each other, they may be rolling around and still sort of um, downloading their day. Um, and they will need to do that, some children more than others. My son very much needs to have a good roll around for five minutes, sort of going round and round in circles and rolling around like a dog does, you know, when they settle down in their basket. That's what Harry needs to do before he goes to sleep. And I know he's just releasing everything from the day. He's just processing everything. And so what you can do when you're lying together with your child on their bed, you can invite them into the meditation by saying very casually, you're going to start doing some deep breathing and you're going to place one hand on your heart and one hand on your um, tummy. And you're going to inhale really, really deeply. And you're going to draw attention. You could say, oh, when I inhale really deeply, when I breathe in really deeply, my chest really, really, really rises. I'm filling all of my chest and all of my tummy with air all throughout my body. And then you can repeat that a couple of times and draw their attention and say, so you could also say, oh, my hands are rising, my hands are lifting up as I inhale. And they sink down as I exhale. And you want to inhale and exhale through your nose and continue to do this. You can make your exhales longer than your inhales. That's very, very effective. So inhale for a count of four and exhale for a count of eight. When we're inviting a child to do this um, initially, it's really important that we're doing this with, in a natural way, in a way, a conversational way that, oh, this is what I'm doing. If you have the type of child who wants to copy everything that you're doing, then yes, directly invite them. If your child is not yet ready for that and your child is resisting you showing them anything new, 
and it doesn't seem like they're ready, then you continue. You talk through what you're doing. It definitely mustn't be any type of, we're doing this now and you need to lie down and do it with me. Because certainly with a piccolini for a toddler, that's not going to work. So more we're role modeling what we're doing. And then what we do is we do it every single evening or every single nap time. We do it regularly. So that brings in the consistency, the predictability and the rhythm that young children need in order to feel safe. They will get used to you doing this breathing technique, the inhale and the exhale every evening. Whether or not they engage doesn't matter. And if you do it from when they're a baby, from when they're really, really young, what's really interesting is that one day they will start copying you. When they're a piccolini, maybe when they're 18 months, maybe when they're two years old, you've done it from when they're a baby, they will join in. You can feel them doing it in their own way. You can hear them doing it and they'll sort of it'll be like <laughs> and snorting and making all these funny noises. Um, but they will, as they become used to it, they will join when they're ready. They will join when... Um, they feel comfortable enough to do it with you. But it's part, it's obviously, of course, we're role modeling it for them, but it's for us, isn't it? We need to relax. Hi, everyone who's joining. We need to relax. We need to calm. So we inhale and we exhale and we show them, we draw attention to the fact that our chest is uh, and our tummy is rising and falling as we inhale and exhale really, really deeply. Um, it's to bring an awareness of the breathing to them. Um, they may be able to fully engage in this from about two years of age, but it's gonna be really dependent on your child's personality. Um, some children will really like to engage with it and some children will still be at the stage like my son Harry where he needs to roll and move before he's ready to relax. Harry will do this, but he'll need to have his five, 10 minutes of rolling and bouncing around and flipping on the bed before he comes to this stage. So it's really important that we um, do this with an air of lightness, an air of ease, an air of enjoyment, rather than as something that we're trying to impose upon them. The first stage is definitely role modeling them, role modeling to them. And we know that young children have a very, very short attention span. So they may do it with you for three breaths and then they might go off and do something else or hopefully they're going to fall asleep. But it's knowing again that it's something that they can build up over time with this consistency, predictability and rhythm of doing it every day, inhaling and exhaling, drawing attention to your hands and your chest and your belly, rising and falling. Um, the awareness of their body is the first step. Um, this is actually a really great practice. Excuse me one moment. Um, let me just check my notes. Um, this is such a great practice to do with um, young children from an early age because young children, as you know, are very process driven. They're not outcome driven. Um, so us as adults, when we start meditation, or even older children, when they start meditation, if we start to explain it and we go to meditation class and we're told, okay, meditation's really, really good for you and you're going to feel calm afterwards, then our rational brain will think, okay, I need to feel really calm. This is going to be the outcome. Oh, am I doing it wrong? I'm not feeling calm. I'm feeling stressed. I'm thinking about shopping. I'm thinking about tomorrow. I'm thinking about work. 
then we actually, hi Nada, then we actually can start to feel um, stressed because we're focused on the outcome. But actually, for starting with young children is brilliant because they are just process focused. They are not focused on the outcome at all. They have no expectation of what this outcome of this experience is meant to be like. So they can really just be in the moment. And you know what your piccolini or young children are like. If they enjoy it, they'll carry on. If they don't enjoy it, they'll tell you, they'll move away and they'll do something else. But they're not focused on the outcome. They don't have that pressure of this is going to make me calm. This is going to make me this. I'm going to be really zen afterwards. So it's such a brilliant practice to start with young children. The younger, the better. Because they can really, really take it for what it is. Just this experience. Just that wonder that a child has when they realize that they, as they inhale and exhale, they are moving their body. They have control of their body in that way. Um, and it still is very, not exciting, that's not the right word, surprising. It's still uh, joyful for Olivia and Harry when we do that and they, and they kick into that awareness of what's happening with their right belly rising and falling. And they start getting competitive with each other. Oh, look how much my chest is risen. Look how much my tummy is risen. But it's still really magical for them to realize that the amount that they inhale has this direct effect on their body um, rising and falling. And that's what's so brilliant doing with this with children. And it all adds up to this amazing package of body awareness, this somatic approach of connection between mind and body. Um, it's a path to one of the many paths to emotional regulation and there's lots of other ways of, of um, uh, that we can support our children in emotional regulation but this very simple start to meditation this simple simple breathing technique brings awareness to the body which means that over time they as they get older they move into the preschool years and then into middle childhood they're going to know what to do. They're going to instinctively know what to do because they have been learning this and training themselves in this for um, several years of this inhale and exhale and inhale and exhale. They know how, they know what their body can do. They know what their body is capable of. So it's really, really powerful to start um, wherever you are, but start as young as you can. There's no need to worry that your child isn't old enough or isn't ready. The most important thing I would say would be to start doing it yourself and invite your child into it because as soon as our children see us doing it and see that integrity and that authenticity and that congruency that we have, that it's part of our life, then it will integrate into their lives naturally. Whether they do take it on now or they take it on in five years' time or they even come back and recall it when they are adults, but it's very much that they see us doing this as a way. It's very powerful that we're role modeling ways to emotionally regulate. It's very powerful that we're showing our self-care. We're showing our child how we look after ourselves. So this very simple breathing technique is equally as valuable as it is for children. Um, if the thought that it's called meditation freaks you out and makes you feel like it's too much pressure to be spiritual, then don't call it meditation. It can just be a breathing technique. Um, and this is how we can introduce our young children to have an awareness of their body, an awareness of how they can calm themselves. And this leads on to so many different um, and further benefits uh, in their everyday lives and as they grow as well. I just want to touch on older children. So children in middle childhood from age of six onwards, once they've got this breathing technique, what you can do is um, 
you can give them different cues to enable them to call upon this breathing or call upon this calmness that they feel. So you can give them uh, this mudra, which is the thumb and the fourth finger together, or they can place their hands on their knees facing down or their hands facing up, or they can rub a, um, a place on their wrist or on their arm. This can be another way that they can have these calming techniques and they can um, learn how to breathe into their body, breathe into all parts of themselves, not just their belly and chest. As they get older, they can breathe into different parts. They can um, learn about breathing right down into their toes and then exhaling that or right down into their fingers or into their back. And you can expand it and, um, and refine it for them as they get older. Um, and then they can call up, then as an older child, they can call upon this when they're in stressful situations or just before an exam, when they're feeling nervous, when one of their friends has upset them. It's a really um, a beautiful practice for life, actually. And I'm, and I'm gutted that I came to it in my later 30s rather than earlier. But it's um, something that's really serving me. And I can see with, with my children, particularly with Harry, who when he gets dysregulated can get quite physical. Um, and get quite aggressive and it happened this afternoon and I said to him just breathe just breathe it's okay just breathe I know you're I, there's a frustrated uh, there's a part of you that's really frustrated let's just breathe together and he was going <laughs> still very <laughs> very shallow breathing because he was upset but it's so amazing how how it works and so amazing how he's or both of them have taken it on and and it's just such a valuable tool for life does anyone have any questions on meditation or anything they'd like to ask me? I've been talking so long, my tea's cold now. <laughs> I didn't realize I was going to talk for so long. Unless there's a long delay, I don't think that there's going to be any questions. So, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Just to recap, meditation for young children. Start as young as however your child is now. Start, you can start today, you can start this evening or morning, wherever you are in the world. Start by drawing your child and um, <laughs> awareness to your child's breath, their breathing. Place them, invite them to place one hand on their heart, one hand on their tummy, at a naturally quiet time, so when they're settling down for nap, when they're settling down for bedtime, lie down with them and draw their attention to the way that your chest and your tummy is rising and falling as you inhale and exhale. And invite them to do the same and see if their body does the same. Inhale and exhale through their nose, always. This helps to really long, um, make the breath longer and draw it out longer, really, really calming. And just start from there and see where that goes. The great thing is that children are process, not outcome driven. They won't have any expectation of how they're meant to be or how they're meant to feel. So they are really, really perfectly placed to be able to just feel and not focus any more on it than just feeling in their body. That Those sensations as their chest rises and falls. Now, hi, Carla. Um, Thank you so much, Tinka. I'm glad you enjoyed. And I will be posting this on my feed um, shortly. Thank you so much for joining me, all of you, this evening. We had lots and lots of people come in. And if you have any questions for Top Tip Tuesday on Instagram Live, do not hesitate to send them in to me. You can DM them to me. 
or you can send them to my email address, which is say hello at enrichingenvironments.com. Pleasure, Nada. Thanks for dropping in. And this weekend, I have two workshops on Friday morning, if you're interested. One is for newborns, um, welcoming a new baby to your home, the Montessori way. Nada, actually, who's joined us now, she attended this workshop. Was it last month? Yes, it was. And we also have a Piccolini workshop, another toddler workshop on the Montessori approach to discipline, to boundaries and positive communication. So the baby workshop is at 9am on, uh, that's Dubai time, Gulf Standard time on Friday morning. And the toddler workshop on Montessori discipline is at 11am on Friday morning, Gulf Standard time. So if you would like to know more on those, you can go to the link in my bio. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to DM me and I will see you all soon. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful evening. Bye-bye.